You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. It's your boy, Steve. Once again, for episode 107 of Cyber Time Bite. Oh, man. Today, I have someone on who I've known for a few years, and I knew his band for a few years because he's amazing, and the band's amazing, too. Um, You may know him as the Fluss Capacitors out of... Straight out of SoCal, California. Same thing. You know what I'm talking about. Today I'm with Ryan Silverberg from the Flex Capacitors. What is going on, man? <laughs> What's not going on, man? Too much. Too much. Still decompressing from this last weekend. <laughs> decompressing and all that. Yeah. Let's jump right into that, by the way. Like, Virtual Pop Convention, or what was it called? Virtual Pop Con? Expo. Yeah, pop expo. Yeah, the pop expo. Like now I'm gonna be honest, I don't know like like what's the difference between like a real con, like you know, cosplayers, you know, con con, regular con, and like a virtual con like this. Like what's what what separates the two and what's and what's a virtual convention? Virtual convention is something that we created. Uh that creative people innovated once the quarantine happened because there's no conventions anymore. There's no comic cons, at least for now and probably for a while. Um, I don't know how it is out in Illinois, but out here, San Diego comic con is closed. Los Angeles comic con is not happening. None of the, none of the conventions out here um, are happening. So uh, creative folks got together and took everything that you would experience at an actual Comic-Con and translated it down to something that can be conveyed through the internet. It doesn't mean it's in VR or anything, although I would love to go that direction, but we're not quite there yet. But we were able to take um, cosplay and AMAs, interviews, panels, uh, music, all kinds of stuff that you would ordinarily have at an actual comic convention and pipe it through the computer. And we did it all uh, this past weekend and it was a tremendous success. Because to- So that's the difference. The difference is it's, it's, uh, not a real, it's not at an actual convention center, but we took everything that you would get at an actual convention center and pushed it through the computer. Because, because when I looked at it, when I was watching the the footage that, that was up on Facebook today from uh, mm-hmm. the after uploads, it kind of just reminded me of just a bunch of interviews, uh, like you know, at timely sessions. Is that how? Is that what really what it was? Well, I mean, isn't that a lot of what a regular Comic Con is? Like a lot of panels, a lot of people being interviewed, people being able to ask questions. Talk to their favorite celebrities. Yeah. Um, do their shopping at you know at all the vendors. We did have 120 plus vendors on our in our virtual booth floor, and For we sure. brought in some really great talent to speak with people. You know, 
Um, so yeah, it is essentially um, eight hours per day or more of solid content coming down the pipe, but yeah, which is a lot of panels and a lot of ask me anythings and interviews and things like that. But that is essentially what you get at a comic con. Mm-hmm. And we also had a, a cosplay contest. It's the, the best approximation that I think anyone has been able to do. We did have some other um, virtual con um, creators watching what we were doing. You know, they put on their own uh, before we did. And you know, we all kind of had the idea at the same time, but some of them were quicker to the, to the, to the draw than we were. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they were watching us and then it unanimously people think that what we did was the closest thing that people can get to an actual Comic-Con while we're all under lockdown. So so when it came to like the virtual boot, um, what do you say, virtual booth floor, virtual con floor? We had a, we had a virtual marketplace, yeah, yeah which but- had 120 more than 120 uh, vendors that would have been um, vending at, you know, at San Diego Comic-Con in July. So, so I want to ask you about that in the cosplay contest. For, so for the, for the booth floor, at least, was it just like all their, all like the, was it links or something to like their websites where you can buy their stuff and then people no. just go there or no? No, we, we had a, um, we have a partnership with a, with an app uh, called Oxit. It's actually still working right now. Um, they're going to be keeping the Oxit, the marketplace up for the next week. Um, and uh, so through that partnership, basically we had vendors create a store inside of, of the app. You know, they could put a link to their website and some did and some put it to their Etsy's and whatever. But, um, but for the most part, you vendors were selling straight through the app. So everyone had their own little shop set up inside of this app. And if anyone wanted to, um, you know, to go check it out, you download the app, you log in and you find virtual pop expo, and then you'll see 120 or more. (laughs) I can't remember the exact number. um, Vendors showing up and you click on each vendor's logo and it takes you into their little store within the app. And then you find the items you're looking for. We had a lot of exclusives. We had a lot of, um, you know, stuff that, that, that you won't find anywhere else that of, you know, one of a kinds and stuff like that. Um, and then you check out from there. So it was like that. It was the best we could do. And it, but, and it worked. So, yeah. And then for the cosplay contest, was that just, was that just people in their homes having their webcams up to like a certain position? Or... We've had people sending in their cosplay videos for, for about three weeks now. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of submissions and however they chose to shoot it, if they shot it out in their backyard or in their bathroom, we didn't care as long as they were wearing, you know, they're putting their best work in front of our faces. And, and we had um, uh, Wacom, which is, you know, they, they do the, the drawing tablets for, for computers. They sponsored that. And so there were prizes that were, uh, they gave, we gave out two um, Wacom into and, um, one uh, one Wacom one tablet to the grand prize winner. So it was it was pretty cool. And I mean everyone's costumes were great, but there were definitely three that stood above everything else. That that's really that's really cool. I mean I I never like this concept, now that you told me about it and now I know about it a little bit more, I have I appreciate it a little bit better now because beforehand I didn't know exactly what it was exactly. But mm-hmm. but like Did you watch it? 
were, did you pay? Did you did you tune in at all? Well, I to be honest with you, um, I I I watched the replay mm-hmm. of everything, but what for what I watched, I liked. And, cool. And it was only two days, right? Yeah, we only did it on Saturday and Sunday. This was the first time we'd ever done it, and we were, I mean, it, like six six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, before the before COVID nineteen, like this would have seemed like a ludicrous concept. There's nothing anyone would have ever done or thought would be possible is to take Comic Con and turn it virtual and make it you know an event on the computer. It's not something anyone wants to do. It's something we were forced to do, and we were forced to innovate it. So since it's you know, it hasn't really been done very much. Um, all of us who are doing this kind of stuff are making it up as we go. So I'm glad to hear that, you know, that, that you thought it was cool. A lot of people really did think it was cool. And some people said it was like the best con they've, they've been to. They even came away feeling the way they did when, when, you know, they've been at a comic con for a week with all their friends and then go home and are like, Oh, you know, now all, now the, the emotions set in and they're all sad. Well, the same feelings are happening um, now with people who attended the virtual con. Um, they're, you know, now they're feeling a little like it was fun while it happened, while it lasted. And then it, you know, it's suddenly over same way it is with every con. And, and it's kind of a bummer when that happens. <laughs> so so yeah. do, you, do you think there's any, first question before before i'm trying to say let me ask my first question and it leads into my second question first question do you think the next time you do it i can i i can somehow be a guest there and talk about my podcast or do a panel for my podcast at the at your virtual con i don't know um i'm not in charge of programming um past the you know the request into my to some of my producers and stuff and see if you know and see what the story is uh, it's possible, or at least it's possible to, you know, maybe we would have a, a section where, you know, where, where podcasters can, can have their information up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm basically, I'm in charge of branding. So all the design all the design work and everything that's the video editing, all that crap. That's what I do. So the only thing I can say is that I can pass it on to, you know, my people and see if, and see if the idea is there. Like we haven't even entertained this kind of thing yet. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody in, but you know, but like artists and creators and celebrities and stuff like that. So maybe there is a room for for podcasters and and bloggers and stuff like that. But we haven't gotten there yet. But I'll let you know when when we do, and we'll see what can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have your fuel. Call my fuel. Oh wait a minute. I'm my people. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see, man. We'll see. But no, but no. Um, my second question is: since this can be done at any time, and you can basically, well, you you don't run it. You basically have you basically have your people and all these other people doing it. But since it can be done at any time because it's virtual and you don't have to strict yourself down to a date or canceling and not canceling, is there going to be a, a virtual pop expo too this year? Um, I would say highly likely, um, but we haven't even discussed that yet. It's not something we're going to probably talk about for a couple of days because the last six weeks have been so busy. None of us have slept. So we knew that once this was over, um, we were going to take a couple of days off. 
And so that's what we're doing right now. So when we reconvene, we'll discuss the future of it, um, what's coming next. Uh, so I would say it's very likely, but I can't give a definite answer yet. But, you know, everyone will know when, when, we, when we put the word out. Be I wish I could tell you stuff, man. But, but honestly, I don't know yet what's happening because we haven't, we haven't talked about it yet. No, it's fine. But yeah, I mean, it'd be really cool to have like a spring edition or spring size summer edition and a fall edition. That'd be really cool. But I don't know if that'd be too much stress or anything, but that would be really cool to see. <laughs> um, It would be really cool to see. I would like to see it happen. And I'm sure that the team would like to see it happen too. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. I'm sure. Yeah. But we'll, yeah, who knows? We don't know. You'd think someone who, you know, is in a Back to the Future band would, would know the future, but no, I don't know the future, dude. <laughs> oh, you, know, you can say that you don't, that you don't know, but <laughs> okay. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. But no. So what else, man? What's up? What else do you want to know? So, uh, so for, for, so for the band, at least, I mean, we was talking about the band a little bit. Um, I remember when I first saw you guys, I was like, Back to the Future band? What? <laughs> you know, I thought it was so exciting. But I also met another band just like you guys, but they're Voltron related and they're from Indiana. What are they called? The Shakeups. <laughs> All right, that's cool. You know, do you know them? No, I don't know, but but I'll reach out to them. No, but they're um I know because I had the shakeups on my podcast way back in the beginning of Cyber Time, but I'm talking about like way back in the first year. Mm -hmm. And and I and I and I said like, hey, I know the the flux capacitors are pretty cool, and they and they said, yeah, I know them, they're pretty cool. And I was like, yeah, they're a person who knows them. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. Like, you know, we started the band seven and a half years ago, and I don't know where the time went. First of all, but you know, we we come across people who know us all the time, and that used to blow my. It still blows my mind, but it used to blow my mind a lot more than it does now. Now I've sort of just gone like, well, maybe everyone has seen back in time. Maybe they've all heard of, I don't know. Like we've been on, we have that feature on CNN, you know, that's never going away. You know, who knows? Like maybe people have seen it there. Maybe they just hear it, you know, from their friends who've been out to California and seen us. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the word gets around. Mm -hmm. We've also done some really insane stuff too. You know, like we've done some crazy events and, that word gets around as well. So, um, hey, if you talk to those guys, tell them hi from Flux. Yeah, yeah, I can. So, like, so how do you take? How do you like? How do you uh, take fame? Like, how did? Like, how does fame? Um, like, how do I say? It? Like, like, do you, like, do you see fame as like, oh, you know, it's this thing, you know, like, like, I, like, I'm still like everyone, like, I support my fan base, everyone I support, and every, and like, and the whole band supports and all that stuff, like, like, because the yeah, it's never gone to your head at any point in your life because you're like fame, right? No, no, um, that's a tough question, man. Um, from an insider's point of view, like I discuss this with mostly my guitarist a lot, like it's easy for us to um, not see how people might perceive 
the band or the stuff that we do, it's easy for us to like not be able to, to really um, experience that. So, so we're just five dudes having a good time and, you know, kicking back and playing music and whatnot. And um, everyone else, you know, the, the whole fame aspect, that's up to, to uh, the fans and the people, you know, people who, who might know us and stuff like that. That's, that's their perception. Ours is um, ours is just we're just five guys who like to play music and and have a good time and and like to do some really cool stuff, um, but we don't really feel the fame aspect of it. Yeah, we've signed autographs, lots of autographs, and met a lot of people in this and that. But that doesn't that just kind of goes with the territory for us. It's not like something that goes to our head or anything. It's just it's just. Um, it's fun, but it never, uh, it never really changed us. We're still the same guys. We always were. We just do a lot of cooler things and we like to share the, you know, that stuff with as many people as we can. Um, we're not like the kind of, the kind of band who just keeps everything to ourselves and has this quiet little private life that no, we like to, um, I don't know, like mingle, you know, with, with our fans and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the fame thing is not is not uh, a weird thing to deal with or, or anything. And I don't know. We're still just five guys who like to who like to kick back and party and hang out and play music and meet with people. And yeah. So I don't know how else to describe it. It's a it's a really weird thing because it wasn't even something that that we were anticipating when we started this. Like, so we didn't we we didn't think for a second like you know, we're going to get, you know, pseudo almost famous over this. Like we didn't, we never thought that would happen. And, and um, we don't really care. Like it, it, it has happened, but we don't really care. Um, Cause we're still like, I keep saying this, we're still like the same, the same people. So that we always were. So, so you're, so you're, so you're like, so you're like, um, just, you're like the kind of people that's like, uh, how do I say it? So like, like if you guys are, Let's take this for example. So, like, let's just say you guys are like playing it, like quarantine's over, and people are able to mingle together in groups again, and and you guys wanted to do like a barbecue in the parking lot of the venue, and you guys just happen to be there, and you guys are just chilling with the fans. Is that just like is that your is that your style? Like you're just chilling with the fans, eating barbecue at a barbecue. With your we, fans? we do that, man. Like like that is that is our style. Like kick it with the people. Like you know we'll we'll finish playing a show and and go hang out with people, walk around the crowd, meet, meet people, hang out, have some drinks. You know, we're, we're not, we don't just like disappear backstage and, and, and then you never see us again. Like we could, you know, sometimes there's really nice green rooms that you'd want to hang out in, but that's not our style. Like we still want to go meet people and we want to say hi and, and, you know, get photos and stuff like that. So yeah, we'll, we, we, um, we'll be right there at the, at the barbecue. <laughs> no because that's because that that's 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 like that's what i want to do in my podcast whenever i if that ever happens to me if i ever have like a fan base growing and people you know get behind it like it'd be so cool just to have like you know the barbecue and people want to be like hey you want to come join us you come you want to come and join like yeah i mean why not <laughs> you know you know dude like we have some friends that we've really close friends that we've um, met through 
through the band and like like a big group of those people and me and the guys like look at them like we're just buddies and we're equal with them but every once in a while um because you know, we've been doing a lot of zoom chats with people just to keep in touch and every once in a while like the conversation goes to the band and everyone's like talking about the first time they ex- hung out with flux or first flux show they've been to and this and that and this happened the other day uh i started thinking man like no matter how much these people think i'm like they're just my buddy or no no matter how how much i think these people are are my buddies they're still looking at me and my and my my band members as these like rock star guys like it doesn't matter that we know them personally and have hung out and stuff like that and um the conversation can still very easily turn into like something all about flux which kind of puts us on the spot sometimes and you know with with close friends i like to kind of have some separation between the band and what we do and and our private life but you know that's not going to happen because people are interested in what we're doing and and still i don't know there's still a little you know they're still they still fan boy and fan girl sometimes even though we're like really great friends so uh, it's a weird dynamic um if you ever get to that point you'll you'll understand what i'm talking about yeah. it's it's weird it is weird are you talking about but like- i don't i don't i don't blame them though like they're they're into what we do and that's just part of their lives so you know, i don't blame them for for being into it but it, it is nice to separate from it you know in our personal lives so are you, are you talking about like like if if we weren't like let's say for example if we were doing this interview right now and I was just talking to you like face like face to face in person or like this and I go like oh my god like like and the only thing I started talking about is like oh my god but flux though flux this flux that like like you would want that separate from like oh but how about like this beef jerky I had today yeah I would rather talk about the beef jerky like go ahead and talk. Uh, you know, if you, if you have questions, if you're interested in what we're doing, what we're up to and all that stuff, talk about it, but let's not talk about it for too long. Like I still like to detach because when we do the stuff we do, it's insane. You know, it's like chaos when we're out doing our stuff. So we do like to, after we detach from all that stuff, we do like to come home and have like a normal, quiet home life. Um, so you know, not too much, like not too much talking about, about, about the band. I mean, not like in an interview or whatever, but like, you know, person to person, you know, it can get to be a little too much. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's not, sometimes we can talk forever, but, but a lot of times it's like, uh, let's just, let's just leave the band out of this for right now. And let's just be buds, you know? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. I never had to. I, never, I personally, I never had to do that yet because I don't have people like going like. But so I were talking about that episode though. <laughs> I never had that happen to me, but. Well, you know it. It who knows, man. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes effort. And you've been sticking with it, so keep going at it. And who knows what can happen? You know, really, like mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So, um, so I want to ask you about like your childhood and how you were raised. I was, you were, because you told me before we started recording, you were born and raised in Hollywood, California, right? 
Yeah. How is being born and raised in basically where the stars live, where 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 you where fame and fortune and everything is born out of this country lives? How is grown up in all that like? Uh, you know, when you're doing it, like you don't. Know, when you're in it, it's not something you really even see because if you're so exposed to it. Um, it's just kind of normal. Like a lot of my friends were, were, were like prominent child actors. Like I grew up with uh, Candace Cameron and Jonathan Brandis and like uh, Lindsay Sloan, uh, um, lots of, lots of um, child actors who, uh, who that was just normal. Like um, Danny Cooksey, like they were, these people were all in my class and in, in, in my life. Um, and, you know, I did some, uh, some stuff for universal, like, you know, we don't need to talk about that, but, but I, I did some shows and things in the eighties, some sitcom stuff. And that was just pretty normal. Um, my friends were all doing commercials. Uh, my, my aunt and uncle or prominent entertainment uh, lawyers. Uh, it's just something you, when you're around it, you, it kind of just gets blurry, just blends in like with the background. But now as an adult, I really do see, um, how, how cool that is, I guess. Like, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood is like, like 20 minutes that way. <laughs> and, um, the Hollywood sign is like 15 minutes, like over there. So like, it's kind of, um, it's something as you get older, you might, you might appreciate it more. And I definitely do appreciate it more. And there's, there are a lot of stars around here. You see them every day. Um, I, I know personally a whole bunch of celebrities and, but it's normal. It's not, um, awkward. it's yeah, it's not awkward at all. Uh, yeah, I, I hope that was able to answer it. Like it, it was, it was yeah. easy growing up around it, but as a child, you don't really know the difference. Like I just sort of started here, you know? Yeah. So I, I didn't have a frame of reference outside of like growing up around the entertainment industry. And so it just kind of makes sense that I like got back into it in my, in my adult life. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Uh, more, more than ever, you know. Uh, so, so you just so you did stuff back in the eighties, like you did work back in the eighties and like shows and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> my um, one of my cousins was a casting agent for Universal, and I, I, I'm gonna not get into that into that stuff. But, but yeah. So I was around that. I was always at Universal or Warner Brothers or whatever and um no because the reason i was asking because i wonder if i if i ever watched anything that you were in and you were in it and i didn't realize <laughs> probably not uh well i don't know maybe um one day we we'll save that discussion for another day yeah <laughs> um you may have but i would have been maybe 12 years old or 10 years old or something um so you wouldn't even have <laughs> you wouldn't even it wasn't even me at the time you know it was it was me 30 years ago, 33 years ago, or whatever the heck it is. I don't know. Can't do math. I can play music, but I can't do any math. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah, save that for for a future interview, and we'll talk we'll talk more about that stuff. Yeah, sure thing. But but <laughs> but the one thing you get, but the one you gotta answer though, were you an extra in Back to the Future? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was not an extra in Back to the Future. I wish I'd been an extra in Back to the Future. However, um, back in the day when I was doing stuff uh, for at Universal and filming and, and this and that, um, we did, like some of the cast members and I would, would go out to the Courthouse Square set, which is the Hill Valley set, and um, just sort of run around and stuff because our sound stages were um, not too far away. <laughs> from um, from that set, and what's super crazy is that you know all these all these years later, I've been able to go back to the set and walk around, and it's been it's been a trip. Because um, I, I have been all over the set, man. I've been everywhere. I've been inside the clock tower. I've been in the in all the buildings and and seen what's behind the facades and and all that it's it's super fascinating it's really trippy it's like a weird sort of ghost town um but no i wasn't i was not an original uh cast member of back to the future no you know i got into that thing uh way later in life because because um how's the inside of the clock tower like isn't it just like on the inside like when when it's not in filming or anything when you just go like if you went in there like today and you open it isn't it just hollow and wood and whatever and it looks nice on the outside yeah i mean well it's, it's not that it's hollow it's uh the original pillars that were in front of it are inside the the main um facade so that's super weird because you walk in through the door and then there's huge ass pillars that are you know stretching up to the to the ceiling but you know you see that the walls are this thin and all plywood and then you know you there's scaffolding and steps that lead all the way up to the top of the tower um you know there's no i don't recall there being necessarily like a back wall but i know that you could cross all the way through you could go from the main from the door at the top of the steps all the way through and end up going out through the back and you'll just end up in like a parking lot um but even being in the clock tower, that's, you know, that's cool. But going in all the, the, the periphery uh, buildings, that's super cool because those are not, um, those have walls all the way around and you can literally walk from inside from building to building and you'll find like weird steps that go up to the roof and, you know, you can peek over and see all of Hill Valley, like down below, uh, we have video of this. I got videos somewhere up on, uh, we did like a tour of it. Uh, maybe up on the flux page or on my personal page or something like that. But yeah, you can dig around and maybe you'll spot it. There's pictures of, of me back there in the, in the clock tower. We were there doing, uh, doing a commercial with, with Bob Gale and uh, as the, you know, the executive producer of, of the trilogy of back to future trilogy and um, a few other cast members, uh, um, Don Fully Love and, and Claudia Wells, and there, there, there was a DeLorean there and all that stuff. So that was fun. That was definitely fun. If you ever have a chance to go to a functional movie studio, go check it out. Um, not everyone gets to walk around in the, in the back lot, but if you do, uh, it's really weird. <laughs> it's super weird and super cool at the same time. Man, I, I, how much I would, is it, I would pay... I don't know. I would pay the freaking walk around that set, <laughs> man. 
if I don't know how much it would it would cost me, but that that would be awesome just to walk around that. Well, when we get off, I'll find some video for you. I've got about a six or seven, maybe eight minute video tour that we did. I'll send it over to you. So have so have you met Marvin Barry? I have met Marvin Barry. Um, yeah, and we've performed together with with him before. Yeah, is he a cool dude? His name is Harry Waters Jr. And yeah, he's cool. Um, we did the uh, the 30th anniversary of uh, that was five years ago. We did the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future um, on the same stage. It was filmed that the Enchantment Dance, uh, the Enchantment Under the Sea Dance, was filmed on. It's a church in um, in Hollywood uh, that no one really has access to, but we did. So we were able to film an actual Enchantment Under the Sea Dance on that stage with Harry Waters Jr singing earth angel with us we had um the same guy who played the saxophone in the films we had leah thompson up there and we had um jeffrey weissman up there and uh just yeah he's he's super cool and he really he actually really can sing it's really his voice (laughs) singing that song yeah how about um michael j fox wasn't there (laughs) no he wasn't there no um We've crossed paths with Chris Lloyd um, and, uh, you know, other other cast members. But but Michael J. Fox, we haven't actually had a chance to run into yet. But, you know, that's just a matter of time. We will. He knows about us for sure. Um, and, yeah, he lives in New York, so – and we don't ever make it out there. And, you know, he doesn't – he's not uh, – we just haven't – we just haven't made it out there. So maybe one of these days we will. Yeah. So, uh, oh, here's a here's a hard question: Which movie is your favorite? Part one, part two, part three, and I'm gonna throw in the and I'm gonna throw in the game because the game is technically part four. <laughs> you mean the Telltale game? Yeah, yeah, man, that's an awesome game, dude. Like, uh, first of all, I'm a fan of lots of 80s movies okay like i love the goonies and i love ghostbusters and indiana jones and explorers and all the stuff that was at et all the stuff that was related you know in the same time period and um you know back to the future is something that we that we got involved in but definitely like not like it's one of my favorites but i also love ghostbusters just as much and this and that but if i had to choose um back to the future i would say uh it's all one story to me and I love it all. Like I don't have a favorite film as far as back to the future goes. And I would even include, I mean, I don't totally include the telltale game in, um, you know, in the category of the films, but, but I did love it as an extension of, of, of the films. And yeah, I totally love that. So I would say I love the whole entire thing. And something that's interesting is that uh, in 2013, before we even, well, maybe 2012, uh, before the band started, I had gotten um, the Telltale Back in the Future game uh, for my Wii at the time. And, you know, was like, wow, this is cool. Like, oh, it's Bob Gale did it. And Chris Lloyd put, lended his voice. And AJ Lucasio did a, an incredible Marty McFly. Um, and Tom Wilson, you know, they got someone else to do Biff's voice because Tom at the time was kind of staying away from the front, from, from the Back to the Future uh, uh um, community mm-hmm. uh, and they ended up remastering that video game you probably know that they ended up remastering it and then Tom Wilson did actually do Biff's voice for the next um, for the uh, for the Xbox One and uh, PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. um, 
but I was like, totally like, man, this is so cool that there's a new back to the future game. And within a year, I knew all the guys who made it like, like AJ, um, good friend of ours. He's was the voice of Marty in the telltale game. He's recorded a lot of our Marty McFly, uh, voicings that we use at our shows. Um, so, you know, the show might start and then you'll hear Marty talking and we have a conversation between Marty and doc. They're both voice impersonations, but man, they're spot on. And AJ who did the voice in the game actually did, does our Marty McFly voicings for, for uh, part of our stage show. So it's pretty cool, man. This is interesting. Never thought it would go that way, you know, like Mm -hmm. get a video game one day and then the next day you're like involved in it. It's super weird. (laughs) No, the the funny thing about the game is I actually pre-ordered the game and I, and I uh, donated to Michael J. Fox's foundation because I came along, that was like hand in hand when they were doing pre-orders and I literally beat it like on like as the days it came out and I had and I had on my PC I beat it on computer so you beat all six episodes yeah I beat I beat the whole game but but then when I got a new computer uh I I was flip, I was changing everything over to my old computer to my new one and mm-hmm. I, and and the game went co Back to the Future of the game when it come over to my new computer the way it was it was having problems so yeah. so I don't have it anymore but I have it on my but I have it on my Xbox 360 soon enough I want to get the PS4 version because 30th anniversary yeah. edition. Right. That's the one that, you know, that, that, um, that Tom Wilson did his finally gave his Biff voice for. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, you know, telltale, I think it went out of business, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. They're not around anymore. How about, how about the comics? Do you guys like, do you like the back to the future comics? Like the IDW stuff, mm-hmm. um, I haven't actually had a chance really to look through any any of them. And I've been to plenty of comic stores, comic shops, like since those were released. And I, I actually haven't had an opportunity to get into them. But I do plan on doing that um, one day. <laughs> because no, because um, I have them, and I skim mm-hmm. and I skim through them. It's pretty good. I mean, like there's a yeah, it, it should be good because it's it's directed basically by Bob Gale and he's kind of the he's kind of the, the the gatekeeper of all things back to the future so it's everything's got to be approved by him including us everything needs to be approved by him if it's going to be incorporated like into the into the into the mythos and the whole community and all that and so he oversees those projects it's got to get his stamp of approval so they would be good i'm totally confident in what you're saying those comics should be pretty good and the um and do you I want to ask. Do you know the? Do you know how on the 30th anniversary cover they they now have the the circle and it has the logo on it and it has like the years around the circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know how they're now? I like how they're using it on everything Back to the Future related. That's probably my favorite cover they ever done. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Um, not just functional, but it also looks cool. <laughs> so yeah, I do know about that. They should they should use that on the game, but. Even as an alternate cover, because the cover is not bad on the game, but they should use that as like an alternate cover, just in case you wanted that. That would be yeah, cool. that would be cool. I mean, I guess if they ever, well, they're probably not going to do a re-release, but yeah, who knows? But I, I know exactly. I do know exactly what you're talking about, and it does look, look really cool, and it does work really well. So maybe we'll see it more often. Um, my buddy Joe is actually working on a book 
for the whole thing. Can't say more about that, but um, I don't know what the cover is going to look like, but you know, we'll, we'll see a lot of stuff is under wraps right now. Mm-hmm. So, so, we, so we talked about, about a lot about back to the future and I, cause I know me and you love that, especially yeah. you because you're in the band, but uh, Ghostbusters. What's your favorite mm-hmm. team? What's your favorite team? The the original team from the t- first two films, um, the the women's team, the the team mm-hmm. from the women's movie, Extreme Ghostbusters, or the new one that's coming out next year because this year sucks and it didn't come out. Right. Okay. Well, um, my heart will always lie with part, you know with one and two because that that's what I had when I was a kid and everyone remembers the things most fondly when they were children. I did enjoy the. Uh, I did enjoy the the, the female casted um, Ghostbusters. I didn't think it was honestly that bad. Like I thought it was pretty good, and um, I am excited for the next one. I love the old cartoon, but I have to say my favorite Ghostbusters is Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters. Um, and you know we've had some some experiences with Ghostbusters because you know we don't we're yeah we're Back to the Future band, but we. Uh, we also we get involved in a whole lot of, of different uh, film and TV franchises and this and that. And a lot of studios will hire us to do their stuff so or to perform at their events. So we have played at the 35th anniversary, like the actual 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters on the, the Sony lot with Ray Parker Jr. We've, we've done that that stuff. So we kind of have a uh, an interesting tie into Ghostbusters as well. And a little known fact is that when we were figuring out what we were gonna call the band and what we were gonna do, we were a one second away from being a band that dresses up like the Ghostbusters. <laughs> so it could have easily have been a Ghostbusters band or a Breakfast Club band, but, but you know we went with Back to the Future and it worked out okay, but we still ended up doing stuff for Ghostbusters. <laughs> I do. I know how crazy this stuff sounds. Like we have such an ins- an insane history, and yeah, um, like it sounds in it sounds ludicrous. Like this, the variety of things. It doesn't. It doesn't stop there. We've done so many other. Uh, we've had so much other involvement in in large pop culture uh, properties that. that um, it is kind of mind boggling and I don't think about it all the time, but when I'm in the middle of an interview or whatever, and I'm suddenly, Oh, like, Oh yeah, I remember we did that. Oh yeah. I remember we did that. But these, Oh yeah. I remembers are huge, um, experiences that are like, people are like, Oh my God, are you serious? Like you, what? Like you did this and you did that and this and that. So I can imagine like what it would sound like, what, what your listeners are going to think like, man, I mean, he's either a big ass bullshitter or they get involved in like the craziest things ever. And I like, we're not bullshitters. <laughs> like these things are, are legit. So yeah, you can bring up all kinds of stuff and there's a possibility we've had something to do with it. It's crazy. How about, um, how about the extreme ghostbusters? Do you like that one? <laughs> um, yeah yeah do you yeah i I just uh, i just want your opinion because you know it was unique it was different you know it was different it was um uh it was and there was some involvement with you know with the people who voiced you know that um uh, so that's the real ghostbusters what's the extreme ghostbusters it's the one that came out in the 90s and it had uh, oh right 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 yeah you know at the 35th anniversary there was 
there was a lot of um, a lot of voice actors who you know were there who you know I, I've I had I never got totally into extreme I was more into into real Ghostbusters mm-hmm. but uh, to skip over that I did love the Ghostbusters video game like that is really damn good they really did an amazing job and that was luckily Harold you know Ramis was still with us when they filmed that so we got the benefit of essentially having a Ghostbusters 3, you know, video game, mm-hmm. which is, you know, which is totally cool. And they, and, uh, go and ahead. They, and they remastered it. It came out again. Like they did a remaster. Yeah, man. Do you want me to, uh, to hook you up with them? Um, like a personal friend of mine is Robin Shelby, who is, who actually played Slimer. Like she was the puppeteer and she is basically, she is Slimer. Uh, maybe I can get her to give you an interview. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I, sure, I'll t- I'll do it. Okay, yeah, I'll tell her. I'll tell her because you definitely are interested in Ghostbusters. So like, so like, um, I was gonna say, was it about was it about Ghostbusters? I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? No, no, no. I no, I'm around. No, I remember what I was going to talk about. So next year, Wrestlema- yeah. WrestleMania is coming to Hollywood. Flux, mm-hmm. Flux is going to perform there. <laughs> wait, wait, what is coming? WrestleMania. WrestleMania is coming to Hollywood <laughs> next year. <laughs> uh, who knows? You know, man, maybe. We don't ever know. And the, the kind of stuff that lands on our desk is mind-blowing. Like the things we were going to be doing this year that we have already been booked for um, that just happened, that are not happening because of, you know, this whole thing would blow your mind like we were going to be involved uh, with a major studio uh film release that's one of the biggest things ever but i I can't talk about that that has now been pushed off to next year um we were going to be involved in stuff for lucas for lucas films and that's been theoretically pushed off to next year um so i never know what's coming down the pipe just suddenly the phone rings and people are like hey you know We'd love to have you guys perform at this event or that event. So who knows? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I think it would be great. It would be totally fun to do a wrestling thing. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you, I mean, you guys do are you guys are involved in pop culture, and WrestleMania is the most pop culture thing of them all. So I know, man. We had a panel on it yesterday at the virtual con. We have pop culture in uh, or worldwide wrestling in in pop culture. So that was a that was one of our panels. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it would be cool. I mean, why not? Like we'll do it. We've done everything else. We might as well do that. Well, what what would you guys want to do? Would you guys want to perform like a song or something at WrestleMania or would you guys want to sing America the Beautiful? <laughs> we probably <laughs> like to play some sort of after party, you know, like uh because everyone likes to 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 get loose and dance and, and enjoy a rock concert and this and that so that's probably something we would love to do we really love to perform at after parties or at like movie premieres you know those kinds of things um we've done uh oh man like there's a few other events that we've done i don't know i, I you want me to talk about them like do you think that you know your fans are going to be interested in hearing more like yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go ahead. But but first, all I want to ask before you go off about that. I mean, like, I meant like you guys being on the show, like on WrestleMania, performing on WrestleMania. 
Yeah, we would love to do that. That would be great. It probably isn't going to be possible because we are a party band and we play other people's music. So that's not necessarily, I mean, we have our own stuff, but that's all not, not the stuff we, we play live. So, um, you know, we're really there to, to uh, bring people back in time through music. So we play music from the eighties and the nineties and even the two thousands and the seventies and this and that. So if there was room for that, if it was possible to do it, um, we would, but, um, but who knows? Chances are we're, we're better off performing at, at any sort of um, other, you know, outside events. So we'll see, we'll see. But if the phone rings and they're like, we'd love to have you guys on, then we'll, <laughs> I'm not going to turn it down. <laughs> You're not going to turn down Vince freaking McMahon. Oh, I'm not going to turn down Vince McMahon. <laughs> and then, oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna go there happily. And so and 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 then you were going to talk about your your thing for. Oh yeah, no, I mean if if people are, if your fans are interested, I mean I don't know if they. If they oh, they're gonna to love it. They're gonna love it, man. <laughs> okay, well you know we've also uh, had the honor of of being the very last band to play uh, at Stan Lee at his 95th and final birthday <laughs> party. Like we've done that kind of crazy shit. Um, Man, I met him. I met him for free, actually. You're lucky, man. You're lucky because <laughs> not a lot of people have met him for free. Man, I, you know, usually a, usually a cost. But yeah, no, we, we did perform at his final uh, birthday bash. There was about thousand people there and it was up in the hollywood hills at the house the same house that the, the stark mansion was was modeled after um last year we did the um the opening events for uh season three of stranger things um man there's we've been stuff for live nation we've performed for like for for the people at google and youtube and microsoft and uh, uh, K Rock, Jack FM, um, Toyota, uh, like the the list is kind of endless. And have you guys? Have you guys? Ever, so crazy. <laughs> yeah, but with, with doing all this stuff, then with all these people, like just doing all this, have you guys ever thought about possibly maybe doing not stadium but arena shows? Yeah, we would, of course we thought about it. Um, and if the opportunity ever comes, then, you know, then we would, we would certainly do it. And we have played large venues, but not, but not stadium venues or anything like that. Um, but we've played large music venues for 10,000 people and, you know, things like that. Um, and it never matters how many people are there or watching you, it still feels exactly the same. There's no, 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 like extra nerves. Um, yeah. Whether it's, whether, I mean, it wouldn't matter if it's a stadium, we're still going to get out there and rock it and enjoy watching people dance and sing. And I don't know, man, because too it, much, too much craziness. Yeah. Because it, it'd be pretty, because you guys have done so much stuff for so many big things that if you guys wanted to do, like if you guys came here to Illinois and did the Allstate Arena, you guys would sell that place out probably. <laughs> I, that's, thank you for that confidence. Um, it depends on how it's marketed. 
and how it's branded because, um, you know, it would have to be come across as like, like a, like a, like a throwback show, um, you know, event kind of thing. So who knows? Just never, just never know what is going to happen or what's coming or what is going to sell out and what's not, you know, we still have a little bit of nerves when it, when we play like a new place, mm-hmm. um, you know, thinking, is anyone going to show up? Yeah. Okay. Everyone, it always packs. We, we, we know that, but we still get a little nervous thinking, do we have the ability to draw, you know, the way that we should at this point. And, and, you know, you always get happy when it, when you look out and there's a thousand people standing there waiting for you to play. Um, but you know, who knows? I don't know. I don't know if we're quite ready yet, you know, to, to sell out a place with 30,000 people or whatever, but maybe. Well, the, <laughs> the thing is, one of these. well, the, the other thing is, is that if, if not the Austin arena, probably the Rosemont theater. And the best thing about the Rosemont theater is, is that it's, but it's like, it's like, it's like corner corner with the convention center in Rosemont where, where AMA Midwest happens. So, yeah. if you, so if you guys like come here, you guys do a show at the Rosemont theater, at least you guys can do your show there. And then. They- oh, that, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah. And we've, we've done shows at places like that out here in, in Los Angeles, um, right next to the stable center. There's a, there's a big, huge theater called, uh, the Novo it's owned by Microsoft <clears throat> and we've done several after parties for Los Angeles comic-con there. We did them in 2014, 2015, 2016, um, 5,000 people in the audience, um, fully sold out everyone in cosplay, everyone having a good time. So there's no doubt, you know, something like that could be done. And who knows, maybe, you know, we haven't had an opportunity, like we were traveling a lot for a while, um, and then we got busy. We, we just got busy out here. Like, um, we don't really travel as much as, as we used to. So everything we're doing like requires us to be in town. Um, and then I personally have like my, my production company, aside from the band, we produce the three largest parties, um, at San Diego comic-con and we produce the after party for Los Angeles comic-con. These are big things. These are three day events. Um, and, and the band performs there. So there's so much stuff going on all the time. Uh, we haven't had really an opportunity to break away and go traveling. And there's a lot of, a lot of our fans like out of California that are like, man, you got to come here. You got to come here. And it's like, Oh, we'd love to, but our schedule is jammed. Like, okay, so right now we're stuck home. We can't even do that. But even when it's not lockdown, our schedule is such that we're booked 50 shows already by January for throughout the year. And they were, and, and they're big studio events and things requiring us to be here. So we can't even leave the area to go touring anymore because like Hollywood is calling and they want us to do this. And they want us to do that. So maybe one day we'll be able to take a year off and go out and tour and travel and, and see everything. But for right now, our, our job is here as well, at least when, you know, when the apocalypse isn't here. Because, because I was going to say, um, if, if it's, if, if we can make it happen, do you think for like, see, anime Midwest is probably going to be canceled this year because coronavirus, but, yeah. 
do you think for like for like the 2021 anime midwest we can like we can some way get you at least and if possible the whole band to fly out here and do like a panel for the flux capacitor so i can so and i can host it and it can be like a panel about you guys <laughs> i mean sure as long as our schedule isn't completely you know screwed up um you know, keep it in keep it in mind. People have done panels with us before. We did the first Comic Con cruise, and during that cruise, we did we did a panel about um, specifically like. Well, actually, we were up there with a few other few other creators who had uh, it, the the gist of the panel was was basically like, if I remember correctly, this was like four three four years ago. Um, uh, people who have gotten involved in a legitimate way with a fandom um, and taken it like beyond uh, a normal, um, a normal person's like, you know, a fandom, you know, like a lot of people dress up as, you know, and, and that's the extent of it. But then there's some people that have gotten involved with Indiana Jones and some that have gotten involved with star Wars and us who got involved with back to the future and so on and so on. So, that makes for an interesting panel, you know, pairing us with other people who've gotten involved with, with a, with a fandom, um, beyond, you know, in, in a, in a, in a way that really integrated them into the, into the community and into the, with the cast and the crew and all that. That's an interesting, um, subject. Um, but no, I, if, you know, if the stars align, sure. Why not? if the stars align, I can't say that they can, because by the time, you know, when this, when this thing passes, if it passes, you know, we still have shows we're already booked for next year, but you know, who knows, maybe those are going <laughs> to, no one knows anything anymore. So we'll just, we'll see. All we'll right. see. Or if I can't get at least the whole band, it'd be fun to have you just come along and be like, hey, I got Ryan from the Flux Capacitors. Anyone got any questions for him, too? <laughs> you know? yeah, okay, well, I mean, if it's possible, man, if it's possible, yeah, I would say that's all I can say because uh, no one knows anything. We don't know what our schedule is going to look like. I don't know even what when when this when, when this when your anime convention is. I don't, I don't even know. July. Um, in July. Yeah, for July, here's the problem. In July, we're usually swamped because we're producing those three parties at San Diego Comic-Con, and we spend a lot of time there. So if there's conflicting schedules, that makes it kind of hard. <laughs> that makes it hard because the band plays three nights in a row, plus my production company does all of the, um, does all of the party planning and decorations and, and everything involved with that. And so hopefully things won't, you know, We'll we'll, we'll 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 work out and won't just train wreck. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. We'll see, man. So so like when you were growing up and before you were worrying worrying about like producers and all this stuff and you were just like you know growing up having a childhood like like when 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 you when it was time to take the driver's seat and you made like all that you made like your production company and you made the band and all that stuff and then you had pe you had your people come around like. Before all that, how was your life like? Like, and I, and I, like, and you can exclude all like the stuff you did in the eighties and all that Dude, stuff. My life has always been weird. It's always been really weird. Um, I'm a by trade, I'm a professional uh, graphic 
designer and brand developer. So I've been doing that since 1995, building websites, doing people's marketing and advertising and crap like that. Um, so to one degree or another, that's what my life has been since I graduated high school. Um, it's been all about uh, doing marketing, doing branding, and and that's that was my bread and butter for many, many years. And then one day I just was like, you know what, I'm tired of this. I'm going to, I mean, I still do it, but I do it for the band. I do it for the conventions. I do it for the parties, all the graphic arts you see coming out. That's, that's usually me when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, but uh, one day I was just like, you know what, I, I'm just done doing stuff for other people and I'm going to build something for myself. And I've been playing piano since I was six. Um, and yeah, so I've always been, I mean, I, I don't play the piano anymore. I'm a, I'm a keyboardist. Um, but, but I, um, you know, just wanted to start a band and I did a few, um, before we started flux, I had another band called Han Cholo <laughs> and that was, um, with a couple of the guys who, um, are in the band Hollywood undead. I don't know if you heard of those guys. Yeah. Um, you have, okay. Well, you know, a few of those guys were in the band with me and then that fizzled out. And then, then, then I started the flux capacitors and then, um, so that's it. I, I mean, a lot of traveling from here. I lived in Dallas for three years, um, doing marketing and branding stuff over there. Um, I lived in Las Vegas when I was in my early twenties. Um, just, yeah, I even did, uh, I even built adult websites when I was in my late teens. Oh man. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Like we were doing that back in the nineties. Um, so you know, I've had an interesting, an interesting existence. Um, yeah. Who, um, besides you guys, because you guys are, you know, back to the future related. You guys are like the back to the future band, but like, yeah. but like what, what series in your head, if they're not existent already, that you would love to see a band based around in your own head, <laughs> if they exist or not. Like if they exist, then tell me about them. If they don't, then just tell me how you would like to see it. Oh, I'd love to see a Trailer Park Boys band. Um, I'm a big Trailer Park Boys fan. Like, love those guys. Um, you know, there's there are a lot of bands. Like, there's bands that are Marvel themed and Transformer themed. Um, I think a Ninja Turtle band would be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> we've even thought about like just doing sort of a joke thing, calling ourselves the Rubber Band and wearing full body condoms like up on stage. <laughs> what? Like, full body rubbers, like just, and call ourselves the Rubber Band. It, it sounds like something that you could do during quarantine. You know, like you're not going to infect anybody <laughs> or anything. <laughs> that's a, that's... Um, the Golden Guys. That's another one we thought would be really cool, which would be like a parody of the Golden Girls, but it just you just dress up as old men. Um, <laughs> golden Guys. Golden Guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And I, this is a good question, and I, I haven't really thought of it. Um, I haven't seen a really good Breakfast Club band. I think that is cut and dried. Like those costumes are easily 
<laughs> you know, copyable and, um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought of that, but that is a, that is a good question. But you know, I'm not like I'm. I'm personally more interested in in the talent of of the people that would be wearing. Like, you could have the coolest costumes in the world, and you could suck. Like, and I'm not into that. Like, I like to hear good musicians playing good music. Um, so stick good musicians in a cool costume, and and I'm all about it. But like, just find some shitty band and and uh, have them dressing up as. I don't know, GI Joe or something like that's not going to matter. Like it might be entertaining for one show, but I would never go see them again. <laughs> um, they, they gotta be, they have to be good. A band has to be good for me to want to, to listen to them. I know that's not your question, but yeah, I guess it's more important to me than the costumes that the band is, is actually talented. Yeah. There has to be talent behind the goofiness. There has to be talent behind the goofiness or, or it's just an insult to the franchise that they're mimicking. Does that make sense? Like yeah. we can't be a shitty band because we can't put a mar on the the legacy of Back to the Future. It's such a perfect thing. Like we we you would have you have to be really good. You have to be a uh, you're not to you don't want to you don't want to burn the brand that mm -hmm. you've become part of. So. I only want to see people do what we've done if they are also really good musicians and won't um, and won't screw up the legacy of that property that they have are trying to become a part of. Yeah, because because I want to ask when I, I don't know if the Pokemon theme was like the first thing you guys did outside of Back to the Future, but if it was, or just just tell me the experience in general. But when you when you guys started doing the Pokemon theme, where you like, I don't usually like to swear, but where you like, oh shit, people are gonna hate us. We're the Back to the Future guys. Why are we doing oh, playing Pokemon? Oh no, 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 no. Uh -uh. Um, I knew people were gonna love it. Like I, I knew it. We all knew it. Um. I'm super empathic. I can put myself in people's shoes and I can understand that there was an entire audience filled with people who grew up with Pokemon when they were 10 years old and they were playing it. That's all they did. And now they're 25 years old and they're standing here watching this. Like I knew they were going to appreciate it. It didn't matter what we were wearing. And Tyler, in fact, if you look on Jason Page's page, Jason Page's page, if you look on Jason's page, yeah. Jason Page's youtube page you'll see um he's got video up there the first time he played with us and at at, at one at the moment when we started playing the theme song tyler turned his back to the future hat he's our singer he turned his back to the future hat around and it suddenly kind of resembled ash <laughs> in yeah. a way so it it worked it worked pretty well um i didn't think people were gonna hate us some people might think it's goofy, but who cares? I don't care. It's not goofy to me. The show's great, and and the song is one of the best freaking theme songs like of all time. Is there has there ever been a? I mean, like I mean, on top of that too, when you guys were starting to do stuff, like when you guys were starting to weave out the Back to the Future thing, it started to be like more expansive. Was there people? Yeah. Was there people that were like, like? being kind of being kind of like uh no these they're not the same you know they're, like they're oh, no one's ever done that um no we yeah you know the back to the future thing we didn't leave it behind we're still you know very much in it but we're not 
as strict as we used to be. Um, man, when this started, I was very strict about our costuming and this and that. And over time, it was like, all right, you know what? We're in it. Let's relax a little bit. Let's be these like rock and roll versions of, of Back to the Future characters and we can let loose, chill out a bit. Um, but uh, no one has gotten down on us. Like people still like... People love it when you're expanding. Yeah, because the stuff we're expanding into is stuff that chances are they're into as well. You know, like what Back to the Future fan isn't into Ghostbusters and what Back to the Future and Ghostbusters fans aren't into Stranger Things and what, like, like same thing with Pokemon. Like, like everyone loves all this stuff. You know, everyone loves Marvel stuff. And so we never had a problem. Like we, you'd think we might be a little pigeonholed or, or cornered in, in, you know, typecast into, um, into uh, being just only a back to the future thing, but that's, that's not how it turned out for us. Like we can still, we could play a star Wars event, which we were going to do. We can play a star Wars event and, um, and, and, and still wear our back to the future. Clothes. Yeah. So we, we could do a star Wars event and still be in our back to the future costumes. We might change them a little bit instead of, you know, we might wear a Darth Vader helmet. Um, but we can, we're still the flux capacitors. Like people are expecting to see us in, in back to the future clothes. No one's insulted by it. No one has any sort of toxic fandom that won't allow us to, you know, to do what we do the way we do it. No one's, nobody's gotten visibly angry with us. No one's dissed us or, or left any negativity or anything. Whenever, whenever we're playing anywhere, like we can still be the flux capacitors. Yeah. Just as long as we play the music from whatever we're playing really well and don't insult, like, you know, this goes back to not insulting the franchise. Like, as long as you don't do that, you know, if we got, if we go to a Star Wars party and play the cantina music perfectly, it doesn't matter what we're wearing. People are going to love it. Yeah. So, so I know you live in California and the whole band lives out in California and, you know, California, you know, to you guys is super awesome super great you guys are like me with you guys are like me with chicago but with california you know i know everything i know what's best around here and all that stuff but like what if what's this take what's what's fan let's do some as they say in wrestling fantasy booking for a little bit what's how would you guys be like if like you guys left the california life behind and you guys moved to wisconsin and lived out in like a forest somewhere could you guys do it uh I don't know, probably. Um, but I personally would probably continue doing stuff online <laughs> to stay dialed in to what's going on out here. Um, you know, like stick me in a cave and with my laptop and a phone, and I'll start a new project and you know that. <laughs> so I don't know. That's a really interesting question. Uh, probably could hack it you know it just depends on what we're there for and what we're doing and well that... like, are we there are we there for an experiment or are we just we forced to live there or that's it like we have to live there like what's this what's no, the like, like like you would like 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 could, like do you think you guys can like 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 what's it say like you don't have your company anymore 
like you got you're like you're still the band like you're still in the band but you're you're not in your company anymore like the like you, the fame has oh, worn got off it. got it like you're just Ryan Silverberg in in flux capacitors and all the members are them you know what i mean yeah um but i still have the band right yeah you still have the band but you're you're a dude who loves being in your band and you're just a normal okay. dude we would we would have a presence a big huge following out in in Wisconsin, in the in the the woods, <laughs> we would throw we would throw some sort of um, outdoor concert under the trees and have everyone come over there. Yeah, I don't know. We would we would um, we figure out a way. I mean, we figure, figure out a way to uh, to keep the the party going. I'm sure. But but you but you'd be like perfectly content if like you lost like if you didn't have the company and you're just normal Ryan Silverberg with your friends. I've been, I've been normal Ryan and I am still normal Ryan. Yeah yeah, um, yeah I know but I'm but I'm saying I'm but I'm saying like if you were just the not like if you didn't grow up with the fame and all that stuff and you're just like you know if you didn't have all the famous stuff you know what I'm saying. Um, then I wouldn't miss it. You wouldn't miss it. No, I mean, if I didn't know about it, I didn't grow up with it, and I was never around it, and I was—that's just what that was my life. Like, I wouldn't—I would obviously not miss. I mean, I think I'm understanding the question. I wouldn't miss it because I wouldn't have ever known about it. It's like people, like, you know, if you think, you know, if you suddenly went blind, would you miss seeing? It's like, yeah, I would miss seeing. But if you were born blind, would you miss seeing? No, because you never saw it in the first place. So, yeah. If I was just suddenly, if my life was out there and I, it wasn't part of what I do out here and that, that out here never even existed to me, but I had a band out there, then that would be my, I would have a band out there and I wouldn't know anything about what's going on out here. Therefore, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't miss it. Like I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be craving it. Maybe I'd figure out, maybe it's built into me to like do crazy big things. I don't know. Um, so maybe I'd end up doing some big, crazy big things out there. Yeah, because no, yeah, no, because yeah, no, because like no, I asked because like you know, for me, you know, I didn't grow up in, I grew up in you know suburban Chicago and uh, you know <clears throat> did all the, I didn't grow up next, I didn't, I wasn't neighbors with Macaulay Culkin or anything, you know what I'm saying? I just, yeah. it's just like I did my normal life with school, did did my job, you know, all that stuff. So like. You know, I, I know, so I know how it's like to live like in a life like this. I don't know how it is to live out in like fame and whatever. So like, it's it's um, when you're home, you're away from it. If you keep off Facebook and Instagram, you're away from it. If you don't answer your phone, you're away from it. If you just want to sit on your couch and watch Netflix or something, you're away from it when you open your, when you get on social media, you're reminded about it. <laughs> and when you go out to do your job, you're in it. Um, so it's kind of like that. Like you can shut off as much of it as you want when you want to, but just know like when you go back to work or when you go outside or when you bump into somebody or whatever, then, then it's, you know, it's there, it's there again the recognition or the fame or whatever you want to call it. Um, 
Yeah. It's not, it's not totally weird. It's controllable. Um, like a faucet, like, you know, you can turn it on hard or you can turn it on just a trickle. Just depends on, you know, what you're feeling like doing. I, I enjoy it. I also enjoy my quiet time, you know, away yeah. from it. So, so what, um, outside of California, what other state would you love to go to? What I'd love to go to, I've been, I think, to every state, um, except for Hawaii. I have not been to Hawaii. Um, I guess I'd love to go to Hawaii. I'm sure I will, like, one day. Yeah. But, but Stephen, let's wind this up, man, because I, I got to get back on with my girlfriend, and we got, like, I got something I got to handle. Oh, yeah. Is I'm that sorry. cool? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's cool. Sorry about that. All right, man. That's all right. So I'll do my, uh, we've been going for an hour and 17 minutes anyway, so. Oh, cool. So you're going to trim it down to an hour or you keep it an hour or 17? Yeah, well, I'm going to trim out all the all the stuff you want me to trim out. But um, oh. but yeah, um, I'll do my outro and I'll let you do yours. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 107 of Cyber Time Bite. You can follow me on Facebook at Cyber Time Bite. You can follow me on Twitter at Nostalgia Vant. And make sure to go buy my merchandise at RedBubble.com under Crash Steven Gear, where even you know the Spork is the most powerful of them all. Even people in California know that the Spork it should be on every movie set ever. <laughs> and and make and if quarantine's still happening when this episode gets uploaded, go buy my mask. I have a mask. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm Ryan. Steven, thanks for having me on. Um, you can. You can find the flux capacitors everywhere. I don't need to go through it. Just look us up and um, watch us on Hulu. If you want to watch the movie back in time, you'll see us there. Uh, if you're interested in our in my virtual um, convention, it's uh, virtualpopexpo.com. Um, you can call up uh, both days of the Virtual Pop Expo on YouTube and watch all eight hours each day of content if you want to do that. We had a lot of really cool celebrities who were on. And... Um, now, what else? Um, I'll see you in the future. Or maybe the past. <laughs> or the present. Who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> thank Other you. We don't. Thank you, everyone, for thank you for everyone for listening, and I hope all of you have a fantastic day. Have a good one. See you guys.